There's no music if you have no body to play it with, so take care of your body first. You getting into the gym and you lifting weights and working on muscles, is it's physical therapy for the benefit of your playing. The truth is nothing works like just taking care of the simple stuff. Diet, exercise and sleep. Take care of that and you'll be fine. Join us as two musicians and fitness coaches discuss strength, wellness and fitness in relation to musicians, artists and performance. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Tune In Strong podcast. I am Angela Matusen of Music Strong, joined by uh, Veronica Klirova. I, I, I've been asked to say my name because I know it's a pickle. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite all right. And my <laughs> I am Dr. Jen Cabasme of Tuned and Tone Performance. <laughs> and we are joined by Veronica, whose last name is hard to say. <laughs> right. <laughs> How do you say your last name? It's Klirova. Oh, but okay. you know, it, you don't okay. have to. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Veronica, where where are you in the world? Where are you from? Uh, I am in the universe, the Earth, uh, Birmingham, <laughs> UK. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that's where I'm now. But as you can probably tell from my last name, I I grew up in the Czech Republic, so okay. it's not a British name. Okay. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't. So I wasn't sure. Nice. You... It's kind of transatlantic um, podcast. Interview. Yeah, it is. I yeah. think this is our second. Mm, should be third, third at least, because you did. You talked to Yannick. Yannick. Yeah. And then we talked to. Is it? It's Christine. Is she the one who's in? Oh, Christine. <laughs> Yes, she, she's in Sweden, I think. Yeah. I was yes. like, pretty sure it was Christine who's in Sweden and not somewhere else. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, this has been, we've had an interesting start to this this morning. So, you are our third transatlantic um, interviewee, and um, you are also um, a musician, and you play flute just like I do, which is fun. So, yeah. but you've had, you've got kind of an interesting, um an interesting story so why don't you why don't you tell us a little about you and about your story uh yeah okay why not uh <laughs> that's why i'm here uh so yeah i have a kind of two uh lines of work at the moment so one is um i'm a flute player i'm uh i work as the principal second flute of the city of birmingham symphony orchestra it's a mouth mouthful and uh, I also sort of delve into performance well-being. So I have a business called Musicians Yoga with Veronica. So I help musicians um, prevent injury and burnout and kind of, you know, have sustainable careers. Right. So yeah, those are the main two things I do at the moment. Okay. That's how did you get... Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 no. Say, but you're also not a stranger to lifting heavy things, right? No, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's the sort of that's the uh, the relevant thing for this podcast. I really love, yeah, uh, resistance training and strength training, which is uh, a fairly recent thing, sort of the last year and a half or something like that. It hasn't always been like that, so yeah. But I'm enjoying it. Yeah, what got you into it? Uh well, yeah, that's a an interesting. Um, 
It was an interesting way in. So uh, actually a yoga teacher friend. So uh, at the time I was kind of um, starting to do more uh, private sessions. And I thought, well, if I'm gonna teach them, I might as well, you know, take some myself. And so I asked this friend uh, to give me a private and I kind of mentioned a few issues I was uh, dealing with. And she, um, she was very good about it because she, first of all, sent me some, a couple of podcast interviews with yoga teachers talking about resistance training, right? Because I was kind of in that mindset of like, oh, yoga is all I need, you know, uh, it's everything and I don't really need, you know, whatever, uh, strength training or, or, you know, anything else. So um, she sort of um, piqued my interest that way. And then the private itself, she basically... Um, gave me a few really sort of simple resistance exercises, really sort of low load, but, you know, it, they, they really made such a difference. So, yeah, she, she really kind of got me on that path. And she also um, um, recommended a, a personal trainer. So they put together a um, gym sort of strength training routine for me. And I was working for them for about a year and a half until this June. Yeah. And yeah, that was kind of my way in, but um, yeah, I, I do feel like it, it, it really sort of was um, sort of the last piece of the puzzle for me in the sort of well-being, um, you know, um, mm -hmm. area where sort of it all came together, right. That was what was missing for me, even though I didn't know for a long time, I think. Yeah, I think that's, um, in, in my experience, that's a pretty common story for people who've gone sort of like the, the calm yoga end of things mm. first is like, oh, no, but I feel so good all the time when I just, <laughs> and then you get into a little bit of strength work and you're like, oh, okay, this is a balance. <laughs> Yeah, right. I mean, I, I do. I do think. I mean, they they go hand in hand. Like they 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 like you need like variety, right? So mm -hmm. it's not like yoga is going to give you everything, and it's not like just strength training is going to give you everything. But I mm -hmm. would like, uh, you know, I think prioritize strength at the moment for me. Mm -hmm. Like I do yoga consistently as well. But if 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 it was be between like choosing whether to do lots of cardio or things like that, I would prioritize strength over that for sure. Uh, what kind of what kind of benefits have you seen uh, when it comes to your playing, when it uh, with like the crossover between um, mm. strength training and, and your playing? Have you seen any benefits with that? Well, the one benefit was that so, so, the, so part of the reason why I got into yoga, right? And when like 10, 11 years ago was um, because of playing the food, right? So I, I, I was in pain with my back and it's been really helping, but you know, there was always that one sort of little niggle like that just, you know, just, just kept persisting. So I think that uh, kind of, you know, if I do it consistently, that doesn't happen anymore. So, you know, back pain is one thing, definitely. But um, I think for me, it was also like a, like a mindset shift because, you know, I think that, you know, you can't really separate like mind and body, right? Like, I would say that like coming from the sort of line of work that I do, right. but, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm naturally more flexible than strong. Mm -hmm. So that's part of the reason why I like yoga, right? Because, you know, we sort of gravitate towards doing things that we're good at. So 
uh, and I'm tiny bit hypermobile, like not massively, right? But on the scale, maybe three. Mm -hmm. So um, I was kind of leaning into my flexibility a, a, a quite, quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And then it was kind of a shift when I started doing weights. Um, I didn't really expect the, the, you know, the first session with the person was trainer, like they, they got me doing like deadlifts and, and stuff like that. I was like, I wasn't expecting this, you know, <laughs> but it was brilliant, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the one sort of the, when you actually like lift something that's your weight, I, I mean, oh my God, like you would never think that that would happen. And really like you, I, I don't think like if you do that, it doesn't manifest in your life or in you know the way you are as a person it it's not just separate to that like private session and then you forget everything mm -hmm. I, I really think it also kind of um you feel more confident like it's a different you know you feel differently when, when once you do that kind of stuff mm -hmm. yeah yeah confidence is huge when it comes to lifting there's something really empowering about being able to pick up something heavy and yes, set it really else. <laughs> yeah you know yeah. Yeah. yeah i really enjoy it i mean the the it is like something that that's really sort of like visceral when you like you know you've done a workout and you're walking home and it's a really even a different way you walk and you feel you know it's it's yeah i, I feel it does, does make a difference in that way yeah brilliant so what about let's talk about your um your your business which is musicians yoga with veronica can you tell us about that yeah <laughs> so um yeah so i started yoga when i was about 20 20 and and really it was uh, sort of came under the umbrella of i was looking for something to help me with back pain from playing the flute basically and I've tried different things and I actually I, I thought about it and I had like a little routine put together for me even at the gym but I somehow I didn't stick with it and it wasn't really musician specific it wasn't you know considering what I was doing at all but you know I started playing in orchestras when I was 19 and that was really about that time when you start to feel like okay <laughs> this is quite demanding and I, I should I better like do something, you know, to take care of myself. Otherwise, this is not going to go well. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I kind of I, I was a student and I was just looking for something really affordable. So I found this voucher online, right? Uh, like 10 yoga sessions. And I, I went and, and then only realized that it was hot yoga. <laughs> it was a bit of a shock. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, okay <laughs> but it was amazing like actually like that that it, it really fit me and um yeah I just was hooked and I, I I do the thing at the time definitely as a music college student I was like putting so much pressure on myself I think there was already pressure anyway but you know the, the way I, I I didn't know how to cope with it really at the time the way I maybe would now and it was kind of like a place where I could sort of escape almost like I have a sanctuary and just let go of all that and it was making me feel good so it was kind of um like a natural sort of progression then to want to teach it as well because it was helping me and it really took a few years I also you know and and I also am kind of um 
thankful to a friend, a yoga teacher friend who kind of kept um, asking me about it because I was being a bit perfectionist about it. Just thinking like, oh, when, I t- when I've been practicing for 10 years, maybe I, I do my teacher training or, or like, you know, like I'm not experienced enough, but I, they kind of kept bugging me like, okay, when are you doing your training? When are you doing your training? And so I finally did in 2018. And I feel like that was kind of where it all came together for me because um, up until then I was doing classes, right? And, and so that's mostly like the physical practice and maybe a little bit of breathing and not really meditation that much but the training was quite intense so we did all that but also you know quite a lot of meditations so for me going from like doing a few minutes at a time to like 45 minutes a day I was just dreading it every day it 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 was really like for me it was a challenge for sure but it was it really made a difference like right it wasn't comfortable but mm-hmm. it, it really helped me. And, you know, like learning about the philosophy and all that and being at that place, it really sort of, it all came together. And I just kind of thought like, well, this is really not just gymnastics, is it? <laughs> 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 and mm-hmm. yeah, it kind of like dawned on me that it's really about the relationship you have with yourself, like that, that, that practice. And I remember sitting in a, I don't know if it was a philosophy class or something like that. And I was like, wow, this would be really great for musicians. <laughs> I guess that like light bulb. And then of course, like I, once you start looking into it, like I'm not the first person, of course, to <laughs> like think that, right? That wasn't mm-hmm. like, I didn't invent that. But yeah, like since then I started doing classes at the orchestra first and then kind of widen it. And I went online last year which kind of was a good decision for me. I really, I really like it. Like I like being able to sort of, you know, connect with people and it works like surprisingly well, like how much actually translates in, in a live stream. Like I I, I was surprised actually to, yeah, like that it it is like you hold space for people and it it works. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's my, that's my little yoga story. (laughs) We were holding classes. Is what you're doing online? Uh, so I've, I've, I've been doing group classes and now uh, at the moment I'm concentrating more on privates because I feel like, you know, there's only so much you can do in a group class. And, and if, if you have like 10, 15 people there, like you have to kind of um, dial back and give advice that's, you know, you can't personalize it to that person. So that's kind of where I'm at now. I relate to that a lot. I'm not a big fan of group classes myself <laughs> because, you know, you can't, you can't give that kind of individualized attention to somebody. You can't, it's hard to check their form. It's hard to like coach yeah. when you're, you know, it's not just about, well, in training anyway, um, a lot of trainers that do group coaching, they mm. not, not everybody, but I'm thinking like specifically the ones at my gym, there's this one guy, he, I don't know how his business model works, but I'm pretty sure he's got like a revolving door policy because he trains the same people, but he never trains all the same people at the same time. And it could be two people. And then suddenly there's five and then there's seven and then there's two again, like people come and go during that hour of quote personal training. And he's not watching them all. He's like, go do this, go do this, go do this. He's got some people doing burpees over here and some people doing I don't know what he makes. He makes up some really weird things, but like they're doing things over here and over here and over here. And it's just like, you're just getting people really to move and sweat. 
for yeah, musicians, just like, yeah, like movement is better than no movement, right? But then uh, if you really, really want to um, sort of make an impact and for somebody to, yeah, make a shift in their life in terms of well-being, I do think I, I do feel that at least having a teacher, definitely, you know, because there's lots of stuff free online, which is great. I think, you know, if people don't have the, the, the finances or they, they can't come to a class, but yeah, at least having a teacher and, and like, yeah, of course the best thing is just having um, like the right privates, like, like individual attention. But I do feel like there's also something to be said about group classes, right? Because there's that like energy. It's, it's very different. I, I do, I did, you know, I, I have not been going out obviously like, because of covid but you know I, I i used to be going like a lot and yeah there's that i i guess there's something that you, you also can't replicate in a private um yeah it happens in a group class that kind of energy yeah mm -hmm. but i think ideally for um i know at least me i'm i'm guessing for you guys too um if we were going to have people going into group classes it would be somebody who's already done a lot of one-on-one -on -one yeah. work <laughs> Yeah, it's like, you know, even the, the group workouts that, um, you know, I've been, I've been to a lot of group workouts, um, been to some group yoga classes, all that, but no matter how good the person is, who's running the session, mm. you, you can't, you're going to get the most benefit out of it. If you already kind of know what you're doing, you know, like <laughs> if I'm doing a group yeah. deadlifting session, it's going to be fine. Cause I know that <laughs> a group deadlifting <laughs> session, that's oh. great. <laughs> that's gonna that's fine you know, like deadlift workout i got you no problem that's fine but uh you know if, if you want me to learn how to do a handstand i'm gonna i'm gonna need some help like i'm not good upside down yeah. <laughs> right right uh, yeah and, and i mean i do, do really feel like right for the teach, teachers that like it's a it's a hard task like to, to cater for everyone and also to make it you know so that people the people that are advanced don't get bored and the people who are sort of newer don't feel like okay i can't do anything of the any of this mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it's it, it, it yeah. is a tough one but yeah. i was i was gonna say something and i forgot i think I, I was gonna say that i would probably like really annoy the shit out of like a yoga teacher now going to their class because i'd just be doing like my own thing <laughs> It's like, like why am I here? <laughs> no, like it, I, I do, I do have some teachers which I really like, where I really enjoy the classes. But then I also know like what works for me, and uh, you, you get to know your body, and mm. you know, like you, you wouldn't necessarily follow each and every instruction if you know it's not good for you, mm -hmm. right? If you if you're more experienced. If you're a beginner, right. there, there, there's a point to it, like, right? The teacher has a, has a reason for saying it. But if you know yourself right. and your body, right. then, yeah. You would adjust yeah, it. knowing how to regress or progress a certain exercise yeah. is, is really important. You know, the, the, it's kind of funny. I had a, a client come in um, this week, and he's trying to, he's actually training his sister. Not training but he's basically making her do some exercise because she doesn't do anything and I was like does she like it he's like no she hates it I'm like why are you making her do it you know? <laughs> he goes because she doesn't do anything she just sits around the house I was like well all right you know I'm not gonna downplay that but he came in this week and he's like I don't think she has any body awareness at all um mm. she doesn't know how to xyz and he's like well maybe you could talk to her I'm like or I could train her 
you know, because I mean, he's, he was asking like, how do I yeah. regress even this? I'm like, that's why I, I do my job, you know? I mean, because he's, he's trying to get her to deadlift like right off the bat. And this is a home workout. And, and like, she doesn't know where her ankles are or what mm. her hips do. Or I'm like, I, I would, I'd leave that out for now. Let's start on the floor, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But yeah. So, I mean, I mean it, like understanding that kind of stuff about yourself is really important. Yeah, and that's the first step, right? So, so if, if I was working with a client, like that's like for a lot of people, and I think even musicians, right? We kind of have this um, sort of habit of just like pushing through, pushing through. Like, yeah, I, I'm just, I'm just gonna keep on going, and then you keep ignoring the signs the body is sending you, right? And I feel like it's kind of like if you keep long doing it for long enough. It's just you get just get a little bit numb, right? Like you lose that awareness mm -hmm. until the point where you get an injury or like something happens where you really have to pay attention because you know you can't actually go on anymore. Yeah. And that's kind of the thing that like hopefully I, I think people can like avoid, right? Because that's yeah. not ideal. Right. I know that's that's a lot of what I think all three of us set out to do. Yes. <laughs> Don't ignore the signs. Don't ignore them. <laughs> yeah. Please don't. So I'm curious, do you kind of, do you, um, across the pond over there, do you kind of see the same things that we see, you know, in, in, in orchestras or, or in your fellow musicians mm. when it comes to um, injury rates or, you know, just like you said, just pushing through, I just got to get through this and I'll just rest later or maybe I'll do some, some stretches, yeah. you know, whatever. Do you see the kind of the same thing? And I, do, I, do, I, do, I think you mentioned, like, did you say 90% of musicians yeah. get injured or, or something yeah. like that? Yeah. And, you know, ever since I started teaching yoga, I start seeing the signs more or seeing people like, like in rehearsal. And, you know, <laughs> like, that's my little like laboratory because I sit at the back, right? So I see mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, I think, I mean, oftentimes it comes from a, from a good place, right? You want to do well. And then something that like a lot of music musicians have in common, we're so conscientious. Mm -hmm. Like I've been doing this uh, market research projects, basically talking to musicians about well-being, and um, yeah, like a lot of them. And you even ask like, what's the most important thing to you? It's like I want to get better. I want to get better at what I do. Like mm -hmm. I, I want to be better at my craft. It's like the top most thing, like the, the you know the biggest desire. So, um, yeah, that, that being said, then, you know, if, if it comes to like, oh, should I pull out of this concert, you know, Sh should I pull out of this gig? It's like, it comes from a good place, right? You, you feel like, oh, I really don't want to let anybody down and, you know, I don't want to just leave them and having to bring somebody else in. But actually, you know, if you keep doing that, like eventually you're going to get to the point where you're going to have a really serious injury or a really serious problem. And then you're going to be off for months. Like, how is that going to benefit anyone? You know, so I think it comes from a good place, but it's a bit misguided. But yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. I do, do feel like there is that um, sort of pattern here as well. And also people not really talking about this. You know, it, it's not something that people would come forward and, you know, mention that they've had an issue because it's kind of, I feel like it's seen as a weakness. Yep. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> Here's somebody else. Yep. 
bringing voice to this. We've said it over and over again, but I mean, like you're, you're thousands of miles away seeing the same thing. It's the same. It's the same. Yeah. 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 We it's, don't talk about it. We're, we're, it's like you said, I mean, it would, yeah. it would seen as a weakness. Hmm. What? I mean, I've had a shoulder injury three months ago, so, uh, or four months ago, right? So for me, and I do now, and I do know that actually, you know, it's easy to say like, oh yeah, people see it as a weakness, but it's really not. But once it hits you, you do, I I mean, I did go through that process of like, well, doubly Mm -hmm. so, right? Because for me, um, one, Mm -hmm. I'm a musician and I'm a professional musician in an orchestra. So mm-hmm. you go through that like initial sort of reaction as, okay, this shouldn't be happening to me because I should know better, right? And <laughs> second, yes. as, as a yoga teacher, right? So as, a, as a wellness professional, then you're like, okay, I should be you know, able to take care of myself, right? But that's just not true. So that's the initial sort of reaction and you have to kind of do some inner work around that. Even I had to, even though I work in that field. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just that, it's, it's kind of easy to discount what you've been doing in terms of well-being when you have an injury, but you don't mm-hmm. actually know how many injuries you've prevented. I mean, I've yeah. went, I went through 22 years of like flute playing and without an injury, though, I think. And like some people are more prone to it. Some people might, you know, be pushing themselves and somehow, you know, like get through without major issues. I don't know. So, yeah, I think it's it, it needs to be more of an open conversation because I I think around the time you know I had the injury and I I had to stop playing for a few weeks and then um, I was listening to the radio and there was some sort of um, sports news and they were talking about cricket and just you know mentioned like oh yeah this play you know this player had a knee injury so they had to blah blah I was like huh so they just say it like on the radio you know it's not a big deal like it's just a high performance sport as is music so yep. it just, it happens, you know, it's mm-hmm. not like a reflection of like, whether you're a good musician or not. And certainly when you mention like 90% of musicians, like go through that, I mean, yeah, like it's, it's just not something that we should be holding in or. Right. Right. And, and the number of people talking now about how um, music performance is athleticism. Mm-hmm. okay well yeah. if we're going to talk about it like that because it is like 100 100 percent, it is and we're all high port performers and we're all we've all got mm-hmm. that like high drive if any other type of athleticism all the olympic stuff if any of those can experience injuries why is it so taboo and so like oh you've got an injury we don't trust you kind of mentality yes for us it should it should be so normal and it is we're just not talking about it we're like oh oh don't say anything don't say anything (laughs) do you feel like musicians actually see themselves as small as athletes like most oh absolutely not no that's that's the thing right (laughs) that's that's part of the issue is like oh we can talk about oh it's micro athleticism all day long but then like I have come across like people getting a, a little bit like irritated with that statement. Mm-hmm. Um, really? But like in a sense that, oh, but it's more than just being an athlete, right? I'm not just moving my fingers. And right. I'm you like, play your body. yeah, you sure. Play your whole body. But it, 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 I'm sure, it, you no, know, it's not, right? They're, it's, they're it's talking more about the that. mental, spiritual aspect yeah. of it, aren't they? But then in the sense of 
the way you take care of yourself that's that's what what we mean right like right more right. muscle athlete in the way that you have to sort of treat yourself yeah and the things that yeah. you have to do to maintain that career right. it's not like discounting all of the other things that come into it it's just yeah 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 well and i'm gonna take a little tangent here if you guys don't mind um but having switched into well not switched into but like now doing strongman doing working with um some of the weightlifters i was working with were um wanting to be olympic hopefuls you know they that's mm. that was their goal um working with these kids in strength sports um i worked with football kids who some of them wanted to go pro if they could uh some of them were on track for that um I know that when I was younger, I thought, oh, I'm a musician, I'm an artsy kid, I'm a nerdy kid, and the jocks are over there. Mm-hmm. Y'all, we are the same brand we- of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like, I know that I had my little chip on my shoulder when I was younger, but let me tell you, these, these kids are so endearing to me because we're the same brand of crazy. Mm-hmm. And they don't realize it either until we start talking. Oh, band kids are that kind of nuts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, like, I know we talk about, oh, well, we're putting ourselves out there. We're communicating. We're expressing. They feel like mm-hmm. they're doing the same thing. Their language is very different. But they feel like they're doing the same thing. So the mentality is not that divergent. You know? Do you mean it's like in sport, uh, mm-hmm. like versus music yeah They're, yeah mm, yeah do yeah. you feel like that we sometimes sort of idolize the, the sort of world of sport as like oh they have it all figured out and i mean and in some ways mm-hmm. i think that we are a little bit behind in terms yeah. of like performance well-being and all the support that you would get as a professional athlete mm-hmm. you know as opposed to professional musician but also they they don't have it all like oh, it's no. not all perfect and you know no, no, we're definitely, we've got our opposite imbalances. We're definitely behind in the physical, mental, emotional wellness, although we have invested, I think, a lot into the mental and emotional aspects. Mm. They're way more advanced on the physical stuff. There's still clearly problems with the number of injuries we see. Um, I would say that they tend to have more um, personal awareness issues on that end. Tend to, not mm. always, but tend to. Um, yeah. So I'm like, we're just, we're, we're coming at the same thing, just from two ends. <laughs> same brain it, crazy. Yeah. It is interesting <laughs> because I was um, at, a, at a workshop about injury prevention last year. And they, they asked the question like, okay, how, how is music different from sport? Hmm. And somebody said, you know, sports, is, uh, athletes don't train on injury. And I was like, what? Yes, I do. Of course I do. <laughs> all day. All day. Every day. All day. <laughs> I mean, yeah, of course they do. Yeah. They shouldn't, but you know, they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> so yeah, it's not wow. all like, yeah, sports, you like, yeah, sort it. And the music needs work. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're both just yeah. a little obsessed about our uh, same thing. You know, yeah. they're obsessed about sports. We're obsessed about music. We come at it kind of the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I was listening not, to the, yeah, sorry. Let's just say, I don't, it's, 
this really kind of grinds my gears. <laughs> but you know, it comes like, around. <laughs> when um when when we we call each other, you know, we're small muscle athletes. Why are we small mm. muscle athletes? You don't play your flute with only your lips or only your fingers. Your shoulder, your back hurts. You play your flute with your back, with your shoulders, with your legs, with your mm. hips, with your diaphragm, with your internal organs, with your, you use your entire body to play your instrument. Why are we small muscle? You know, yes, we do. We have a whole lot more dexterity. We have to worry about, we're not like brute force football, you know, battering ram using your entire body to do one, one, you know, brute force thing, but we are using our entire body to do one thing. Yeah, in a way that not, not, now that makes sense, right? Because I've been using that term as well, like myself, mm. almost athletes, right? For musicians, but actually, and I, and I wonder if that's actually one of the things that triggers people. Like, I'm not a small muscle athlete. small. a big muscle athlete. No. Yeah. So maybe that, that, that's also another shift to. Maybe it's a little bit of a tangent, but when I hear that, it's like, why, why are we small? So can we stop thinking we only play with this, like our hands? We don't, yeah. you know, like right. that's why I do what I do is because I'm, I'm taking the body as a whole and looking how you play mm. your instrument. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking about um, my third injury was a friggin' piccolo injury. Piccolo, it's <laughs> tiny. It doesn't weigh anything. And that's yeah. not the point, you know? Yeah. When, you, when you spend so many hours in this, this position, and you are so focused and you forget about yourself from the neck down. Mm, you know, I got yeah. to the point I couldn't put my arm down. When I say that, yeah. like my right arm was stuck bent, like my bicep was so tight, it hurt to straighten it. And then I couldn't breathe because I had this right. imbalance with my, my left, um, the front of my body basically, and the left back of my body. And those mm. muscles got so compensated it hurt to breathe. Like I would go into spasm, just breathing. You yeah. can't tell me those are small muscles. You use your, it's small instrument, but it doesn't make any difference. You know, we're, we're athletes that use our entire bodies. Yep. And do you think uh, it contributes then to people feeling like if I do weights, like it's dangerous because I'm, you know, well, I think that's a, that does a little bit of that. Like, Oh, I, yeah. I want my fingers to move fast. So I, I, yeah. I can't really do weights. That was a, that was a big thing. Um, actually, that was a big thing I was told when I was mm-hmm. going through my stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I know that was a lot of thing. Uh, <laughs> <and> <laughs> I posted a video. Um, it was probably a year ago now of, um, I was the Denny pins that I have. Um, so Denny stones, Scottish, big ass stones. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> you have to pick them up with these rings that are, you know, drilled into the thing. Anyway, um, you train those with rings that are attached to a pin that you put weights on, no problem. Um, so I posted a video of me just kind of playing around with them for the first time. And one of my friends goes, wait, no gloves? Mike. <laughs> okay. No, said no I, gloves, right? The right. happening when right. all the wire on that. Oh, like, no, no, <laughs> the question the was, wait, no gloves? <laughs> like, no, no, my hands are actually, I feel safer hmm. <laughs> with no gloves on because I can feel what's going on more quickly. You hmm. know, um, if there's hmm. a problem in there, I know immediately I can drop and I'm not afraid to drop anymore. 
And calluses don't get in the way of your play. They don't. They don't. Um, I've heard people go, oh, well, my grip strength will slow me down. It hasn't slowed me down a bit. Mm-hmm. Not, not one bit. <laughs> I wondered about that. I, I wondered about that for a long time. You know, well, if I, you know, if I'm picking up really heavy things and, you know, I'm training my grip and all these kinds of things, mm-hmm. will I lose dexterity? You know? No. Well, <laughs> they're no. not exactly the same thing. We also have, you know, we have these two different types of muscle fibers, right? We have fast twitch, we have slow twitch. And it, they, they work together, but they don't, they don't, they don't work. Like if, if you only train one, you lose the other. That's not how that happens. That's not how that happens. <laughs> <laughs> still be there. They are still there. You know, even if you like, like a that. percentage, you know, do what, even if that, even if that was how it worked, are you really going to lift that frequently that you're going to overbalance your practice sessions? Mm. Is there, is there really a pro musician out there who's going to do that? I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> I lift no. a lot and I don't know. <laughs> There's no. no way. <laughs> it's interesting. Like I did, I think somebody asked me, uh, yes, what is it about the flute that like, you know, makes it difficult for people that, that maybe they get injuries or like you know is it the weight is it now like more more heavier than the wooden one i'm like no no <laughs> i don't think it's the weight i think it's just the posture right it's just horrible yes. like in terms yeah. of like as as far as instruments go i, I think it's, it's yeah. like one of the worst one of the worst <laughs> you contort yep. your body yep. to play this metal stick it's crazy uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. when we when we put it in silly terms like that or like um, one of my former clients is a violist and she's like, it's amazing what holding a block of wood under your neck for 30 years will do to you. And you're like, oh, yeah, okay. When you say it that way, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. We're literally mm-hmm. contorting our bodies around a metal stick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's flute, guitar, and violin, viola, I think are the three mm. worst for injury rates. Although drums can Percussion is pretty there. up there. Yeah. Um, I would say that, oh, well, we're talking about like a 90% rate. I mean, it really just depends on, it depends on where you go. Um, yeah. yeah. I think saxophone is probably one of the safest. But then that you get that, like I've heard yeah, but then you mentioning get, like yeah, the see? neck, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to argue Everything against Everything is saxophone. something. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I'd say, I'd say saxophones tend to hide it more or better that's what i would say well clarinet oh we're we're all hurt (laughs) (laughs) i can tell you i can tell you that oboists definitely are way up there because if it's not about especially when they play english horn you know if it's not about the awkward nature of it Mm -hmm. sitting here doing this all the time making reads yeah I don't yep. envy them at all. I'll take yep. my yeah. stick. Thank you. <laughs> right? Because I was, I've been thinking like, oh my God, there are so many food players like out there. Like, <laughs> but so but yeah. I really would not want to like be a double reed player. <laughs> like, I'm so happy like with, with my choice. <laughs> like, yeah. No sense to double reed players. We just love you. <laughs> we don't want to be you. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah. But, it's, you know? it's funny, you know, we, I, I do notice like a lot of flute players are yoga teachers as well, or they, they delve into this like well-being. And I'm thinking yeah. like, it's not an accident, no. you know, like that instrument just, you know, it's kind of a catalyst. 
like you yeah. have to start you know being interested in it kind of thing yeah when yeah you're playing so such an asymmetrical instrument yeah. it is it it is that's a yep. that's a good point because i think uh christine is into timani um if you haven't heard of have you heard of timani that was a mm -hmm. really interesting conversation trying to explain what that was um <laughs> she's, she's into timani but i think she also did yoga I just thinking about all the all the flute players I know and how many of them do yoga. It's just it's a it's a high, high number. Yeah. 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 So, and sometimes uh, like we talk about injuries, right? And it, I wouldn't recommend it, <laughs> like go going through an injury. But sometimes it can be a catalyst, like or or an illness to actually you know, because you have the best of intentions and you, you want to start, you know, taking care of yourself, but sometimes you just don't have the, you know, persistence or, you know, life gets in the way. But mm -hmm. if you come across something like that, you have to, you just have to. Yeah. And after that, you don't want it to happen again. So in some ways it can be sort of a way in to that whole like performance well-being. Not one I would recommend, but yeah. you know, yeah, there's it, it a silver lining, I guess. Yeah, sometimes it takes something like that to make you care, mm. you know, because um, I know the few people who I have met who claim to not have an injury. I'm, I'm going to use that word claim. Okay. <laughs> um, and it's because of how we define injury. Mm -hmm. But the few people I know who claim not to have one are very, it's almost like a status symbol. Mm -hmm. oh not having an injury like... not having an injury mm -hmm. um there's, there's maybe actually another thing about it. there's maybe one or two that don't have that um that don't have an injury and don't necessarily have you know kind of toted around like a status symbol um and that's fine in some ways it's great to not be injured i would have loved mm -hmm. that but to have a populace that is we're estimating 90 percent and and I know people are going to go, well, this study says, and this, and if you really dig into it, 90% is a fair estimate. And I honestly think it's low end, but I think it's a, a if we're going to split the difference, let's call it 90. Um, so if you're working with a populace, that's 90% injured and you don't have one. And then you start waving that around like a badge of honor. Yeah. Uh, you're kind of contributing to the problem here. Like, what are mm -hmm. you going to go do with your um, training? Are you going to go teach? Probably. You're probably going to teach at some point here. So mm -hmm. if you're bringing that, mm -hmm. I've never been injured, attitude you to your lessons, mm -hmm. right, where 90% of your students are going to be injured, what does that say to them? Mm -hmm. That's your less than. Says that it puts the blame on the student. It's... When do we whether blame? or not they intend to right but like when do, when do you blame an athlete for having an injury it's just something that happens you you're There's not a lot of people who blame coaches <laughs> so, i mean i don't mean like you know you know I like oh it's the coach's fault that the athlete got hurt you know <laughs> right 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 but, but i mean we blame the teacher in that instance and not the student right but in music so many times <laughs> we blame the student i'm thinking of like um mm -hmm. Um, one of my brand ambassadors is a violinist. Oh, violist. Sorry. Um, she's a violist. And her teacher, basically, um, for years, she was in pain. She's a very small person and she was in so much pain from playing this instrument. 
and her teacher told her, and this is, this is in the last decade. This is not um, far in the past. This is recent. Her teacher just kept saying, well, you must not be good enough. You're just not practicing enough. You just need oh to work harder. Yeah. And it turns out her viola was too big for her. She finally got to the point where she's like, nope, I'm done. I know dad, you spent all this money on this viola. This is really important, but I hurt and there's no reason for me. It, the viola was just too big for her. They bought it because of some certain situation. She could, felt like she couldn't get rid of it. So then she finally went enough's enough, sold it, got mm. an appropriately sized viola. And guess what? She's not in pain, but you just blame the musician. What, yeah, why is that okay? And I do think like maybe it's also about just shifting that sort of mindset of like injury or not it, like defining your worth as a musician. It's just, it's, it's silly. And I, and I do like, I did, did, did get somebody I was t- talking to and they were actually a viola player and um, they were asking me about tension and pain and, and they were mm-hmm. like, yeah, so do you, do you ever feel pain? Like after playing your instrument, like, yeah, sure. But I know how to get rid of it. Like I know how to manage it. Like I just don't go around being in pain and not knowing what to do. Yeah. But but it doesn't mean like because you know you're a, whatever. Like for me, yoga teacher, right? You're perfect, and you never hurt. Mm-hmm. Or you can cannot get injured, or you know, it, it just doesn't work that way. But it's about knowing how to manage it, right? Because yeah. like what, like even with the best posture in the world, like this is just not gonna like, yeah. right? Like that's yeah. not great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> can mitigate, yeah. but it, it, you have to manage it. Exactly. It, and it takes upkeep the same way that we all still do our long tones and we all still, you know, mm. it takes upkeep. Um, yes, as I get stronger, um, my playing gets easier and I end up less stiff, less hurt, whatever. And that's wonderful. Mm. But if you catch me playing a show and it's a, you know, standard five nights a week, three hour show at intermission, you're going to find me in the back, back of the pit doing all sorts of weird stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah, not, Not, I mean, stretching, but also like, okay, well, this is starting to tighten up. So let's move it. Let's, you know, mm-hmm. air squats, weird stuff. Yeah. <laughs> People looking at me like, yeah, is she dying? <laughs> <laughs> no, no I just don't want to hurt. Yeah, but it is that stigma, right? Because I, I find myself like going into a corner to do that, right? To do my, my, my whatever exercises. And I'm thinking like, my God, like you keep like sort of evangelizing to people about like, you know, well-being. Right. But even Are for me, ready? like, yeah, even for me, I think it's that stigma of like even being in pain and mm-hmm. sort of um, broadcasting it even that's though yeah. that's not the, the intention, right? right? But doing your exercises right. or stretches, right. or you know, even for me, I have to sort of work through it and and think yeah. like, okay, no, it's okay. It's just you know, it should be normal. And I really wish that people. Yeah. And this is the way I teach my students. Just you know, this is what you do five minutes before you play, and that's mm-hmm. part of your practice time, right? And then you do yeah. like two three minutes when you're done, and mm-hmm. and I'm, I, you count it into those forty five minutes that you do or whatever. Yeah. Because, you know, it is important, like, you, you might be okay now when you're 16, but, you know, yeah, not after that the last forever. 
But you know, I think the more we talk about it just like this, the more people listen to it and they start talking about it, we just we just have to start talking about it and stop this whole yeah. stigma business and stop putting the blame on ourselves as being mm. weak for right. hurting. You're holding an instrument for hours a day times decades. Yeah, mm. it's gonna hurt. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Yeah. yeah. It's wrong if you don't do something to prevent the injury that could yeah. happen from it. That's mm-hmm. just negligence out of mm. fear. And we shouldn't be right. teaching that. Right. Because like when you when you're even scared to do like a couple of exercises and you're scared to talk about it, how can you really ask for help? Like how right. can you ask for a recommendation of, you know, like you're gonna be scared to do that. This is a yes. stigma. Exactly. Yeah. That's not so no. I'd like to use that if this is a good time to um, circle back to something you said earlier, Veronica, that um, I, I'm hoping would help because what I'm running into um, more often now, because I, I talk about my stuff, like I'm not shy about it. You know? yeah. <laughs> um, but I, what I run into is students come to me and they're like, oh, well, this hurts and what can I do? And like, I can give them some at home stuff. And then I give them the real answer, which is this is a full body issue. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we can work with the symptoms, but you have a full body issue. If you want to work on that and feel better overall, this is, you know, like come in, work with mm-hmm. me once or twice, see what's up. You don't have to stay with me. I can send you to somebody else if this is not your jam. I don't mind. You know, like I know what I do is not <laughs> for everyone. Um, but what I run into is that kind of like hesitation and like, and they do the at home stuff a couple of times and I never hear anything about it until the next time it's really bugging them physically. So what I want to, what I want to use that to ask about is um, you said you went to your first um, strength training session and he had you doing deadlifts and that was not what you were expecting. So what were you expecting? If you don't mind, um, what were you expecting, if you can remember? And then kind of how did that differ? Mm. Well, I guess uh, I wasn't expecting to work with a bar like that, right? Mm. Like mm-hmm. I, I was maybe, and I, in the past, like that first like little training r- routine I had was uh, working with machines. And I felt yeah. a little bit like for me as a novice, kind of safer because there's less you can do you know wrong with that because there's only so far it will go you know in one direction you know I, I still see people like doing some weird shit at the gym <laughs> like really I, yeah. I, really, I can't help it and I know I shouldn't I shouldn't you know we all do. make fun of it but it's just like sometimes like using momentum and like doing this kind of thing oh, and I'm yeah. like man this is not gonna do anything for you it's, it's right it's, it's not like you're gonna throw your right. back that's that right just we applaud their effort that they are they're trying okay yeah yeah but (laughs) yeah exactly but guess i'm like you know it's that's why you would pay somebody to like actually show you um what to do and i think that that for me the way in that was a big sort of help in that sense that i think for a lot of people when they when you told them uh, to go to the gym or that they would be going to the gym it's kind of daunting because they, they feel like you know people are watching even though 
everybody's kind of minding their own own business (laughs) right i don't care like what you do (laughs) like do whatever you want i'm just you know i'm concentrating on my counting or whatever but yeah it can be a bit scary at first so actually having someone to tell you like okay this is the correct form and this is what you do exactly like this is the plan it's so Mm -hmm. much easier and having actually someone walk alongside you uh and right because i don't know if i would have stuck with it at at the beginning because oh my god it hurt like afterwards you know it, it, i wasn't used to it but you know the, the fact that i had those sessions i had every week at, at first so yeah that was i, th- I think that that was really key like somebody um kind of cheering you on but now I really I, I love it like I, I just I just don't want to be without it right now I know it works so I don't need somebody to tell me that like I should go to the gym right, <laughs> I'm looking forward right. to going to the gym but right you know it, it it helps to have somebody actually um guide you and that's what a tra- that's what a good trainer is is a guide yeah you know yeah. so if you if you guys have ever heard of the the book building a story brand which is about um, how you, in business, how you talk to your potential clients and your um, patients or whatever. Mm. But everybody is on their own journey and they are the hero in their story. Mm. You are not the hero. They Mm. are. You are their guide. Every hero Mm. needs a guide. So if you think about every, you know, every movie, if you think about Star Wars, who had, you know, I mean, everybody has a guide, right? You just Mm. need there's nothing wrong with that. When you're a music student, your teacher is your guide. When you're in the gym, your trainer is your guide. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not the hero. Yeah. And I think it's so important even when you like, uh, like I teach yoga, but I would also like pay for people to guide me through like movement. Mm-hmm. Because Ditto. I think it's so mm-hmm. important. Like it doesn't really mean that once you finish your training, then you're on your own even like when you're a musician right that's another thing like people feel like now I'm a professional I have a job so I I shouldn't be taking lessons because again that's like a sign of weakness right I don't know what I'm doing well no it's just that you know it's so important I think to have somebody look at you from the outside because you're sometimes Mm -hmm. you're in your own head and it just you know yeah it's so important I think it can be really hard to be subjective about yourself, especially when it comes to movements yeah. as well. So whether you're, whether you're is it with, with music or fitness, it's really mm. nice to have, like you're saying, have that outside mm. perspective. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I would pay for a personal trainer. I'm still trying to find the right one that fits me. Cause you gotta have the then right it's, one. Yeah. Then it's about actually, and once you know more, you're very, you become yes. very picky, you know? <laughs> yes. And like, I, I don't mind training myself, but like, if I have to write myself a plan, I won't stick to it because I wrote it. And then I get in the gym and go, I don't want to do this. And I actually need this. And then, then, then. <laughs> and, I just, and there's something different about when you like, when, you know, when you think about you really want to take a lesson with this person and they charge this, what you think is a crazy amount. Yeah. But what's the benefit you're going to get out of it? Same thing with the trainer. It's like, if I actually pay somebody, I'm going to do it because they looked at me and went, you need this. And I paid for it. So I'm going to do it. And it's nice to not have to think, you know, to just like trust somebody else. Hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. It's not a weakness. And it doesn't, yeah, it's, it doesn't mean that you're less Sam because you're not following your own training or you're, no. you know, you're a musician taking lessons. We talked to Roy last week who played for Prince 
and is taking oh my god (laughs) (laughs) yeah of course like i think yeah there's that idea that you should just arrive at that destination and like now i'm perfect now i'm professional and yeah taking a lesson is something like admitting a weakness or that you're not you know good enough it's 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 silly it's it's not the case right Sorry, I went on a tangent there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get, I, these, I get that a lot yeah. as well. <laughs> I get on these rants. It's just like, this really grinds my gears. And I take that from, I don't even like Family Guy, but that's, that's what really grinds my gears, you know? It's just so funny. <laughs> but yep. yeah, so I, I agree. So it's, there's nothing wrong with having a guide and having a teacher mm-hmm. and trusting mm-hmm. someone else to help you you know you can't do everything yourself and you're not going to be perfect and life is it's it's a journey you're never you don't if you've already arrived you might as well be dead and also we shouldn't be like afraid to update our views right it doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that 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 that, like discounts what you taught before or were doing before because things are changing like you are allowed to evolve (laughs) like it's fine (laughs) it's fine to keep learning it doesn't mean that you were bad before it just means that you're yeah like moving forward right and people will generally accept if you've changed an opinion about something or if you found something else along your path, like I know a lot of people are like, oh, but I said to this person, so I can't change. Just tell them. Yeah. Just tell them. You know, like, okay, I, I am not a good communicator um, when it comes to like feelings and messing up and whatever. And I that, that became a learned behavior for me um, to just tell people. And now it's one of the things that I tell, I get younger people all the time like, well, but I did this. Tell them. Hmm just tell but i forgot to pay something just give them the check and tell them (laughs) (laughs) and it's always worked out like you know people mostly are going to be fine as long as you're just like look i my bad Mm. you know or (laughs) so i thought this but then this and so here we are and you know this is this is where we're at now so maybe that other thing i told you like uh it's probably not good anymore yeah. <laughs> okay no problem and also, like, and, in, in, more than yeah. and also in this field like you, you always have new research and things are actually moving forward all the time right i mean it doesn't yeah. mean even that you were wrong you were just right. following the advice that you got at the time mm-hmm. that, that that's another thing like things yeah. do evolve as well yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's perfect mm-hmm. So I think this is a good place to wrap up, but Veronica, (laughs) thank you so much for joining us. And where can people find information about you? Uh, So the easiest way is to go to uh, musiciansyogawithveronica.com. So that's my website. And I'm also on Facebook and I have a nice little Facebook group called Wellbeing for Musicians. And that's, yeah, that's something that I actually really enjoy because that's, in all these things that we talk about, the stigma and people mm-hmm. not talking about things and not being open about it, which actually I think make these issues so much worse when you think it's just yeah. you. Yeah. So this is sort of, yeah, the place where um, yep. it's a private Facebook group so that they can be a little bit more open. Yeah. Yeah. And I should share some stuff there as well. But those are the main two things. Yeah. Cool. Perfect. Well, again, thank you for joining us. It's been a fantastic Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you so much. And thank you for what you're doing. It's, it's really, I think it's really needed.
for people to hear. And thank well, you. We hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> together yeah. we can we can make the difference. <laughs> we all yeah. change the world together. <laughs> One conversation at a time. We're changing the world. <laughs> That's the goal. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you. And you can find us on all the platforms and all the places. And and we thank you for joining us. And have a great day. Hi.